Welcome to a crisp fall day in the cabin of Crapper Creek, Alaska. My name's Glenner. I'm glad you joined us. You found us. Good for you. Make sure to share us with your friends and family, would you? This week, hey, guess what? I'm a grandpa. Fun with Grandpa Glenner. Plus, we're going to talk about letting AI handle your next meeting. Men rubbing lotion on other men. Stupid new words. Things you don't want to hear in an elevator. Our most Googled questions. Sex questions answered by lovely Maria. Fun animal fart facts. Fuck my life. And we talk really shitty rock albums with legendary rocker Carmine Apiece. All this week on the podcast. Live from Crapper Creek, Alaska. The podcast. Grooving with us in the cabin. It's getting a little cooler. I got to actually stoke up the fire now. All that. Uh, I don't know. It's time to put away, you know, the outdoor furniture. Here at the cabin, if I if I had any outdoor furniture, which I don't. I think there's a chair on the porch. That's about it. But this time of year, everybody starts stealing the wood from everything. I mean, remember a few years ago, they stole my entire porch for firewood? Yeah, I love the people out here. That's for sure. Anyway, as we roll up through the 7 o'clock hour, take a look at the weather forecast. Got a stand-up spotlight for you. Monday, I don't know. I didn't do a ton this weekend. I kind of lazed. I always feel guilty when I lace too much. It didn't always used to be that way. I used to be professional in laziness. But of course, you know, football's back, so that gives you a reason to just sit around with your hands down your sweat sitting there with a cold one. Here's something cool. Uh, there's a village in northern Montenegro. It's called Brezna. It's in uh, Southeast Europe. Anyway, they hold a bizarre annual contest where competitors hope to earn the coveted title of laziest citizen. The winner gets $1,000. And they've been doing it for 12 years because it started as a way to mock a myth that Montenegrins are lazy people. Yeah, so let's just add to that, I guess. I don't know how this is going to dispel that, but they're running with it, which is cool. Wear it like a badge. And uh, so far, they still have seven remaining contestants. They've been laying on mats for 20 straight days and counting. They're already smashed the last year's record, which was only 117 hours. Now, here's the thing. They're allowed to play on their phones and laptops. Uh, they can eat, drink, and read, but they, they have to do it laying down. They can't do anything else. They can't, they can't sit or stand up. They do get a 10-minute bathroom break, but only once every eight hours. Last we heard, uh, they've made it, uh, let's see, what is it, 20-some days now? No end in sight. I don't know. I don't know. Though. We don't have a latest update because, you know, the reporters in Montenegro, ah, they're kind of lazy. <laughs> eh, we'll get to it when we get to it. I don't know. See, now, lazy, has that board been canceled yet? Are you still allowed to call somebody lazy? Let me guess, they've changed it now, haven't they? No, you're a sofa rat. No, we call it bed a bed hermit. No, you're just a nap junkie. How about a slack addict? That would be, you know, instead of calling him lazy, you're a slack addict. That would be good. Maybe a snooze enthusiast. I, sir, am not lazy. I am a beanbag aficionado. Endorsman. Oh, oh, this would be a good one. Uh, yeah, I do cos I do corpse cosplay. <laughs> just lay there like Okay. Oh I know. I actually said lazy, just call him a stoner, because let's get right down to it. Am I right? <laughs> uh, do you guys remember uh 
Last week we were talking about the uh, the group that wants to bring somebody on line or something trying to get a group started to bring back indoor smoking at restaurants, like have a section for them because they said it would make coffee shops cool again. <laughs> well, you know, with everybody writing their screenplays and hipsters ordering double decaf latte pumpkin, it's believe me, it's not going to help. There's no way to make coffee shops cool again that way, especially with smoking. Are you kidding me? It's when I brought up, you know, because they had them on airplanes too. Jerry Seinfeld's line. Having a smoking section on an airplane is like having a peeing section in a pool. That's it's fact, people. Just fact. There's other cool things in the past we could bring back before smoking inside. Like cocaine and soft drinks. That used to actually be a thing. How about littering? You know, just... It used to be okay to litter, throw whatever. And here in Alaska and Fairbanks in particular, we have cleanup day every May where the entire town comes up and cleans up every highway, which kind of gives us a green light to pretty much litter all winter because the snow is going to cover it up. And when it melts, we're going to pick it up anyway. Plastic straws. I mean, come on. You're serving a paper in a paper cup with a paper straw with a plastic lid. How <laughs> about a guy in a cape forming ramp-to-ramp motorcycle jumps, man? That was cool. Remember TV detectives who showed off chest hair? Let's bring that back. You know what? I want the old Angelina Jolie, not this anorexic scam. I want the one, uh, uh, remember when she was hot and she made out with her brother and wore Billy Bob Thornton's blood around her neck? She was cool then. Bring back fat wrestlers. They're all ripped now. I like the big beefy guys. Porn that requires you to leave your home to watch it. (laughs) Spanking. We need to bring spanking back. Oh, how about NFL quarterbacks who last longer than three snaps? Duh. Is that a little too soon, Jets fans? I apologize. It's time we play Ask Maria with lovely Maria. On relationship Hi. help and advice. Hello, Maria. <laughs> Good morning, darling. What can I do for you? Okay, so uh, I've got three of these. They're kind of short, and uh, it's kind of like make up or break up in a way, but uh, not. So uh, I just want to read these to you, and you tell me what you think. We start with the first one. My boyfriend is a heavy smoker. When we first met, it didn't bother me, but now I just can't cope with it anymore. I almost hate it more than I love him. Should I stay or go? You could also make it about vape pens since those can be annoying and gross as well. Boyfriend? If it annoys her that much, she's Boyfriend. All right. So if it annoys her that much? Okay. Yeah. I mean, you married me as a smoker. You must have really liked me. I did. And I hated you smoking. I'm not a smoker. And you're no longer a smoker. (laughs) I had to endure it for uh, like 30 years, but it has been fantastic that you actually, after 30 years... (laughs) of smoking actually quit and being from North pole, that's like unheard of. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Only I can trash North pole. You cannot. No, see, I can by marriage. See, uh, no, I can, you can. <laughs> all I know is they probably won't allow you back out there until you start smoking again. Um, <laughs> shut up. here's your next one. Uh, 
Uh, here's your next one. Our baby is eight weeks old, and already my husband wants us to have sex, but I just can't. I don't feel ready. But maybe I should just lie back and take one for the team for the sake of our relationship. No, I disagree. They just, no, I'm sorry. If she had a baby and two months out and she's not ready, then she's not ready. I mean, get over it. He's just going to have to, you know, rip one off. But <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Well, hold on. Isn't there um, how I could say other ways she could reciprocate? Well, yeah, but you got to really be in the mood. Otherwise, it's, you know, that's a kind I understand. And with the hormones all whacked out, you know, you're either in the mood or you're not. And there's certain times when your body simply is not in the mood. And yeah. 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 All right, no, good no, job. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to suck it up. He's the one who got her pregnant. Well, see, that's what I was gonna suggest. Oh, you mean just deal with it? Ah, yes. Oh, uh, good God! All right, get your bye. head out of here. <laughs> Stop! Don't say it. I didn't say it. I was I've close. got one more for you. My mother-in-law is driving me absolutely insane. She is possessive of my husband, and whenever we see her, she insists on sitting next to him or opposite him so that she can cut me out of the conversation. She tells me that she's his mother and the closest person to him, which is the reason why he confides in her and not me. Apparently, uh, she has asked for a front door key and my husband gave her one. My husband just laughs it off when we discuss. How do I cope with this? <laughs> Sorry, you sit down with mother-in-law and you say, hey, I think it's wonderful he gave you a key, but you call before coming. <laughs> All right, she you. married him. That's another case where she married him. I mean, obviously that mom was like that the whole time. If she wasn't going to put up with that, she should have, you know, not married him. But now that they're married, I'm, I'm sorry, I laid down the law with mother-in-law. And if mother-in-law wants to wind a son and son wants to wind a her, then she can let him have it too. <laughs> nice. See? Look, yeah, and that's yeah, why yeah. we go to her right there. It's that kind of solid advice. <laughs> up oh see Get on with your day already. you should write a column <laughs> yeah i'm sure what would they call it ah i know mama mia mama mia right there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. your grandmother name you can't go with that so your grandmother name is mama mia and i'm papa g we okay there we go we right. sound like a bunch of thugs <laughs> yeah don't we yeah we do those are street names okay uh lovely maria yeah. thank you so much for helping out again baby you're always spot on bye love you bye Love you. Bye. And now for absolutely no reason whatsoever, uh, it's quiz time. Time to uh, get out a number two pencil. Please keep your eyes on your own paper as the morning show from Crapper Creek, Alaska proudly brings you really cool animal fart facts. Animal fart facts that will blow you away. Lemurs use their farts to have stink fights. They rub their hands in the stench and wave them at their enemies. Blue whales can create fart bubbles so big you could fit a horse inside of it. Zebra farts are so loud they can be heard from miles away. Zebras also fart with every step they take when running away from a predator. Share this with someone who has no shame in their fart game. Ferrets scare themselves when they fart. The coral snake farts to defend itself. It raises its tail in the air and lets it rip when danger is near. Termites fart so much that they are responsible for 3% of global methane emissions. 
Because cows have four stomachs, they're constantly farting. They're responsible for 14% of the world's greenhouse gases each year. Manatees use farts to help them float. They have pouches in their intestines to store their farts. Herring fart to communicate with each other so they can form shoals when predators are around. A plane full of goats once had to make an emergency landing because the goats were farting so much that they set off the fire alarm. From the farthest north rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. Right now, uh, you skip breakfast, so let me help out with the foodie roundup. Yeah! All right. Let's take to look at the latest in food news. Coca-Cola's got a new flavor, and it's called the future. I, I wish I was kidding. Part of their creation series. And the recipe was created by AI. Oh, great. And it says it's like Coke, but with an unexpected twist. Okay. The future. What's it taste like? Sadness? If you're a big fan of candy corn, Brax has a new candy corn club you can join. You won't, but you can. Speaking of beloved foods, Arby's has announced a new big game burger featuring a blend of uh, venison, elk, and ground beef. Call us when you add moose, said Alaska. Hey, this is the most random thing you'll see. Somebody online ranked U.S. states based on how easy it is to nibble out uh, the shape of the state for graham crackers. By the way, the hardest... Yeah, Maryland and Alaska, of course. We got some coastline, baby. Can you imagine trying to nimble out the state of Alaska? Oklahoma would be easy, right? Most of the Midwest, just big squares. Gatorade testing a brand new drink. Uh, Water. Uh Uh-huh. It's going to be just water, but with their electrolytes or whatever, because people are getting into water again, which is good. Get off the soda, people. It's killing you. Well, it's official. Wendy's uh, has pumpkin spice Frosties. Uh, Of course they do. Starbucks offering BOGO pumpkin spice lattes. A list of overrated foods and drinks include wine, olives, matcha, kumbacha, grape nut cereal, and any mushrooms. What? That's stupid. That sounds like a bunch of pretentious jerks. Don't take away my wine, olives, and mushrooms. The vegetarian movement isn't quite as intense as it uh, may seem. According to a Gallup poll, only 4% of Americans say they're vegetarian. 1% 1% are vegan, but they all lie because you know they all eat chicken or bacon. A new trend, putting tea bags in Sprite. You can use up uh, 7-Up too, lemon-lime soda. Basically, you just make a caffeinated iced tea, but with a citrusy twist. You know, everybody's trying to... Uh, caffeine! Ah, Boran, caffeine to everything! Best beer for your Zodiac sign. Taurus, Miller Light, Miller High Life. Aries, Modelo. Cancer, it's Blue Moon. Leo, it's Corona. Scorpio is Guinness. Paps Blue Ribbon, okay. Aquarius, Stella Artois, all right. Cup of noodles. Uh, You know, we were talking about adding caffeine to everything. That's the thing. Cup of noodles. They're selling caffeinated ramen. Caffeinated cup of noodles. It's uh, for the late night gamers. I could actually make sense, you know. You got to know your crowd. Uh, more pumpkin spice stuff that everybody's Googling. 18 states Googling baked goods. Snacks. By the way, Alaska, we uh, Googled uh, cereal. The pumpkin spice Cheerios. I didn't know that was even... All right. McDonald's is getting rid of their self-serve soda fountains. They aren't taking away free refills. But they do think the system will cut back on theft. So, yeah. 
so you can't do that anymore. A raging river of red wine in Portugal. Flowing through the streets, a distillery in Portugal. Ooh, I'm going there this spring. Now I really am. Yeah, 600,000 gallons happened in a small town, Leveria, uh, near the coast, about 150 miles from Lisbon. They're still looking into what happened, but they say they'll cover all the cleanup. Luckily, nobody was hurt. There's a video all over of a raging river of red wine flowing down the street. There's also a version with Adele writing down in an inner tube. Someone took a screenshot from her I Drink Wine music video. You know, they could have cleaned it up in 15 minutes if they just flew in a bunch of middle-aged suburban housewives and moms from the Midwest. I would have been supped up in a heart box. Problem solved, thanks to Karen. It's your foodie roundup. Yeah! I'm going to do this time of the morning every week, and that is check in with my man, legendary rock drummer extraordinaire, calling us, I believe, from his home in uh, Florida. And that would be the one, the only Carmine apiece. Carmine, how are you? I'm good. I guess you heard the dog barking, right? Oh, yeah. I figured. Well, you know, that's just nat, what we would call in the business nat sound, and that's to be expected. How <laughs> yeah, you doing? I'm, I'm good. I did my first rod experience gig last Thursday, and it went well. And now we're working on the videos that we took that night, and we're you know, working with the agents to book more gigs. we got four gigs in October, and uh, yeah, so it's all good. Wow. And tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow, the BBA live box set comes out the box set comes out this is exciting now for those of you the rod experience of course as you know carmine was the drummer with rod stewart wrote many of his hits and uh played and toured with him for years and years and uh, well now uh you guys have uh you guys have got the rod experience and uh doing uh, just rod stewart tunes and of course you got carmine doing drums which is way cool i love the video of you just beating the hell out of the sticks and then your stick broke then i broke it yeah broke it hit it so hard you were breaking sticks it was awesome awesome yeah and that was a brand new stick i just i just picked it out of the you know the stick bag and now how many how many sticks do you go through in a concert I don't usually do that. I usually a pair of sticks usually last one or two shows. Wow. Well, okay, so that's kind of rare to have a break. So to break that that soon, yeah, it was very rare. Yeah, okay, very rare. But but I thought I'd put it on. The solo was just starting to do nice, and that was that's the drum set I had at the house. I don't usually use that on gigs, but with the right. experience, I you know we did it down here. It was the first gig, and we wanted to you know just you got to play in front of people the first time. And to you know, get the show together. Now I just saw it's all the stuff for Vegas. I got you know a lot of props. And I got like amp racks that that go in front of the the amps, so they look like those sails. You know. Oh like yeah, right, high, right, right. You know, and, very and that's cool. White, and then we got white on the on the drum rods. We got some big giant white parachutes hanging from the ceiling, and we got <laughs> air dancers and confetti. And balloons, and yeah, we're making it a rod stew party. Right now, uh, you're going to be doing Vegas in mid uh, October. Once again, talking to legendary rock drummer extraordinaire Carmine Apiece, as we do every week on the phone. Uh, Now, let's talk. uh, Jump ahead. uh, The uh, it's it's out this week. It is the BBA album, and that is uh, Tim Bogart, Jeff Beck, and Carmine Apiece recorded in the early what seventy one. And this uh, nineteen. 
74. 73 and 74. This was recorded with yeah. them, uh, jamming live, and it was recorded. It's been remastered. You've got a full album. You've got a book that accompanies it. It's an entire package, and sadly, of course, oh, since the production, yeah. we've lost both Jeff Beck and Tim Bogart, and you're going to be yeah. holding on to this, making this happen. How can people get this one more time? Let us know. Well, I, I would imagine it's going to be on Amazon and uh you know, it's a box set. I don't think it's going to be on Spotify. I, I might be wrong, but there's a CD set and a box set. It's the 50th anniversary of BBA. Right. We started in 1973, and it has a book, and it has posters, and it has a Japanese program, and uh, it's got the Japanese live album that came out in 1973 as it told just a Japanese version no it wasn't available anywhere else oh you know, wow so there, there are there are there are like uh bootlegs that went out but it didn't sell a lot of bootlegs it sold in japan it was only released in japan well i'm gonna so, have to get a hold of my daughter over there and see if she can maybe dig one up find one for me she's pretty good at that kind no, of no, stuff no 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 well, it's, it's in this box set you don't have to oh, oh so set. you have the japanese version in there as well this is a huge box set all right well i'm scoring yeah, this it's, it's got four lps it's got two oh my goodness japanese, and it's got two with the london rainbow in 1974 and this has seven new songs on it. Oh, and of sweet! The seven. I, I end up singing five of them. Of them. You know? Oh, excellent! And and, it, and and I got a long drum solo. On it. it's about eight minutes long on this on this. Well, I'm Monday. sure Tim and uh, Jeff both are smiling on this one. Before I let you go, I need yeah. to go over this quick little list with you. I have this list of the most hated rock songs and albums. Uh, let me, oh my God! <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Here, here. Let, let, I'll give you the songs first. Uh, the top one: "I Don't Want to Miss a Thing" by Aerosmith from '98. Number two is Kokomo. Number three is Phil Collins' "Susudio." Number four is Billy Joel. We didn't start the fire. Five is REM's "Shiny Happy People." Starships, we built this city. Sticks, Mr. Roboto, and Wings' "Silly Love Songs." And you know what? I can't argue any of those. I can argue them. I, I know the worst. The worst song is "Hanky Panky." Okay, is that the worst one? Should be on that list. Oh, but it, but is that a rock it song? Be number really? one. Right. Yeah, it is a rock song. It should be number one. Well, here's the albums. That was the singles. The albums. Uh, we have Lulu. That was the one that Lou Reed did with Metallica about twelve years ago. It was horrible. Um, Unfinished yeah. music number one. That was John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Well, anything with Yoko. My God. Yeah, anything with Yoko is awful. <laughs> uh, music from the Elder by Kiss. Uh, Love Beach by ELP in 78. Dylan's Self-Portrait, 1970. Scream from Chris Cornell. Number two was Cut the Crap by The Clash. That was the last album they did together after Know Your Rights, and it was horrible. But number one was To the Hard Way, uh, Ullman and Woman. That was Greg Ullman and Cher. It was uh, god-awful. Oh, no, that was awful. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was fun. Carmine, good luck. I'm looking forward to the BBA box set. We'll talk again next week, buddy. Rock with some King Cobra, bro. You got it, my man. Thank you. The one and only Carmona Peace hanging with us. All right. Uh, it's time for a segment of the program that we like to do to make us all feel better about our own miserable existences at the expense of others. It's a little segment we like to call... Fuck my life. <laughs> and I start with our first letter from you, our valued listener. My girlfriend of four months confessed that she purposely lied and told me she was on the pill when she wasn't so she could get pregnant. 
which she now is. All websites call tampering with birth control reproductive coercion and abuse, but only when a man does it to a woman. Oh, but when she does it to me, it's just a romance book plotline. Fuck my life. (laughs) Today, my grandma got drunk, tried to change the TV channel using my Xbox controller, then slurred at me to F off when I told her it wasn't the remote. So I just watched her struggle. Fuck my life. (laughs) Today, my roommate thought it'd be hilarious to send a relationship request to my one night stand using my Facebook account. She not only accepted, she also sent me a long message confessing her true love for me. Great. I can't even remember who she is, her face, let alone her name. Fuck my life. (laughs) Today it's my honeymoon. I waited patiently for a year and a half to have sex since I respected my girl's no sex before marriage rule. However, now that we're married, my new wife has a new rule. Sex is for procreation, and I'm not ready to have children yet. So how much longer am I expected to wait to make love to the one woman I love now? Man, I say get a prostitute ASAP. Fuck my life. <laughs> Today I saw a teenager knock a woman over. I rush over to help her out, make sure she's okay. Turns out she had a knife and thanked me by stealing my wallet and my phone. Fuck my life. (laughs) Today I got back from an eight-month deployment in the military. It was pretty hairy. But rather than being pleased to see me, my wife wanted to simply continue the same argument we had the day uh, that I left. You know, I actually miss being shot at. Fuck my life. Today, my boyfriend was leaving for work, and from the other room, I heard him call out, I'll see you soon, beautiful. I was so touched, I ran up to give him a big parting kiss. He stopped me and said, whoa, no, I was uh, talking about the cat. Fuck my life. (laughs) And finally, today, an old man approached me at work. I smiled across the desk and asked, hello, sir, how can I help you? He looked at me for a few seconds before replying, damn, you need to lose some weight. And then he wandered off. Fuck my life. (laughs) Well, there you go. You do feel better about yourself, don't you? Yeah, I know. I know. You're welcome. Well, I'm not sure if you heard yet, if you got the news, because I, well, you should, because I've been saying it over and over again, because I'm so excited. Maria and I are now officially grandparents. My son, Mason, his lovely gal, Memory, beautiful baby boy named Malcolm. He's awesome. And we are grandparents now. But that brings up this. I, I had to come up with a grandpa name. I don't know what Maria's come up with yet. I told her to just go Mama Maria. That would be great. But, you know, because everybody has, what did you call your grandma or grandparents? Did you have one? You know, the nickname? Because National Grandparent Day is Sunday, so she'd figure it out. Grandma and Grandpa is number one. Everybody says that. Nana and Papa. Mima is another one. They looked at a bunch of different states and... uh what they call in Alaska, Graham and Gramps is number one. Granny and Granddad tops uh, a lot of states, particularly in the South. Granny's a big one down south. Papa is number one. Ma- Mama. I didn't see Mima on the list. I know a lot of folks call Mima. In Jersey, they go with the Yiddish word uh, Bubby. 
Nanny is big in Oregon and Oklahoma. Dedushka, that's uh, Russian. And it's big in Massachusetts. Oma, which is uh, German, it's big in uh, New Mexico. What? Now, you German? You'd think like maybe Pennsylvania or somewhere, right? Nope. So I think, I, I think I'm going to, here's mine. And I came up with this because uh, my son's gal's family are uh, Samoan. Beautiful family. So we got a blended family now, and it's really cool. Little guy, uh, Malcolm, is literally half Swedish, half, <laughs> half Samoan. He's got the coolest look, man. He's got that, you know, I, I don't, I guess just interracially mixed kids are just beautiful. They just grew up to be beautiful people. So I'm very excited about that. But uh, they helped me with a good one. Papa G. I said, all right. Okay. Papa G in the morning. Is that going to be my, seeing if it was like a grandparent show. I'm still Glenner, but Grandpa Glenner just doesn't. Now, I want one, I wanted one that only my grandkids can call me. So I'm only, I'm only that for them. So I think I'm going with Papa G. Plus it can, you know, well, when I start my second career as a rap artist, it can be my rap name. I learned a lot from my grandparents. I used to, I, I got to go out and work at the gold mine with my grandpa. He, he taught us how to blow stuff up with dynamite when I was nine. My grandma taught me a lot of cool things as well. And there's uh, certain things you learn from your grandparents that you can't really, eh, you don't learn from other people. I mean, never go anywhere without a purse full of Werther's. All right, we know that. The world's got to stop for Wheel of Fortune. We know that. Birthday cards and crisp $5 bills go hand in hand. Severe weather is God's way of punishing deviant lifestyles. Uh, my grandma, that was something Something else I learned from her. It's easier to kick you out of your bed than stay at a hotel. Who needs Kleenex when a handkerchief lasts for months? And just give it 10 minutes to let it air out before following pop, pop to the bathroom. Good grandkids who love their Nana will rub her bunions if you really love her. Oh, by the way, another thing you learn from your grandparents, you don't call enough. And no, texts do not count. And uh, we also learn from our grandparents, it is possible for humans to smell kind of lemony. Oh, here's another one you learn from your grandparents. They don't make fill in the blank like they used to. Doesn't matter what that was, of course. You just, whatever. Ah, oh, my grandparents. I miss blowing stuff up with them. It was the best. From the farthest north rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. But here's a, an odd one. Do you know a guy who would rather get a, like, let's say a nasty sunburn or even risk skin cancer because they don't want another guy to put sunscreen on their back? <laughs> Recent poll asked men and women if they'd be comfortable in a series of situations. One of them was applying sunscreen to a same-gender friend's back. Man to man, woman to woman. 42% of the men say that makes them feel uncomfortable. Technically, they didn't say they wouldn't. It would just make them uncomfortable. Only 10% of women said it bothered them. Uh, well, uh, 100% of men said they were all for women oiling women. Because, you know, men are creeps. But I get it. You know, I am comfortable in my skin. I have no, uh, I'm not the least bit homophobic. But there is something weird about another, 
Now here, I've had male masseuses, so that's not different. But having your friend like me saying, hey, Jerry, would you rub this on my back? Ah, I don't, I don't know if I could do that. It's just weird. Even if it was like my dad, I was like, ah. I mean, again, I, I agree with them. It would be weird. I think I could do it. It would just be weird. I wouldn't like doing it. Another 42% of men said uh, they would feel uncomfortable sharing a bed with a male friend. Only 21% of women agree with the female. See, and again, us guys, we're like all for that, ladies. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Us? No, not so much. But no, I've I've shared tents and beds and everything else with, with guys camping or crashed out somewhere. I don't think that would bother me at all. 44% of men are uncomfortable at a gay bar. Are you kidding? Now, women, only 20% are, but women love going to gay bars because they're not hit on all night. They just have a great time with fabulous men. Jerry and I had a great time at a gay bar in uh, New York City. It's fantastic. Well, it was uh, down near Broadway, of course. Darwin's, it was called. That's it, Darwin's. We didn't realize it till we got up to the bar, and I looked around, and I went, wait a second. We stayed. It was, it was great. 48% of men are uncomfortable crying in front of a male friend. All right, I get that. 48%, I'm just, I don't like to cry in front of anybody. Even my wife, I don't, I will. I'm just not comfortable doing it. 45% of men are uncomfortable saying I love you to a male relative. No, I said it to my dad, my son. So, no, I don't think so. 17% of men are uncomfortable hugging a male friend. I thought the male hug was all the rage now. You know, there's a... You know, there's the right way to do it. You, you go in with the bro handshake, bring them in. So your arms are between the two of you. You give a quick hard pat on the back and you release. Only 5% of women have an issue with that. And I, again, I get it. 4% of men are uncomfortable just going to a restaurant with a male friend. Wow. And only 1% of women. Basically, men are just uncomfortable doing anything that, uh, that I don't know, might threaten their masculinity. It's like, stop it, guys. The only situation where women were more uncomfortable than men was being naked in a changing room. Isn't that funny? Because us guys, we go to the, yeah, well, we'll go into the locker room and junk's airing out all over the place. We're okay with it. But women, uh, they don't like it. <laughs> Which is funny, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll hang out, sit naked with you on a bench, but heaven forbid I ask you to rub some lotion on me. Probably not at that moment. The men who are more likely to be bothered by that are younger adults, by the way. Most men 15 and older don't care about being naked around other men at all. Just go to any locker room. You see that guy that's 75. Everything's um, hanging much lower than it probably should. And they're just hanging out, wanting to carry on a conversation with you. Yeah, I'm not quite uh, not quite that comfortable with it. Certainly not going to ask him to lotion my back up, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, that was most awesome, and we wrapped it up with a bow. Uh, don't forget, join us next week, or go back and listen to any of the others. we got like 170 of these. They're all lots of fun for road trips or just hanging around. Around the fire with family as you knit and the children draw with crayons. Check out live from Crapper Creek, the podcast next week. Ah, we've got Ask Trooper Cooper, an episode of Confessions. 
will tell you how to embrace your cringe. The IG Nobel Prize for Idiots. We'll look at the nominees for the Toy Hall of Fame. Tell you how you can smell like the Yellow Pages. Sex questions answered with lovely Maria. And fuck you, Switzerland. All next week on the podcast. We'll see you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Live from Crapper Creek, the podcast with Glenner, produced by Mike Cook. For the full morning show, log on to the live stream at xrock959.com. This has been a Glenn Entertainment production.